Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good Friday, everyone, and welcome to the Get More Sports College Football Throwdown Podcast on this October 14th edition of the show, and we all know why we're here. We're going to be breaking down some of the big college football games going around the landscape of the campuses around. Oh, man, we have so many big games on slate this weekend. Of course, some big matchups in the Big Ten, SEC. we got some ACC going on on a Friday night action. We have a lot to discuss around here, and we have a special guest. Joining us on the show this week as well. So I am EJ the Rainmaker, and you know who's normally with me around here. His name's Eric the Hunt. Eric, my man in Montana, the Grizzly Boy. What's going on, man? How you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. Trying to survive this cold weather and pretty pumped about that 67 points my Grizz put on the board last weekend. I know, man. Montana kicked their ass. Nice job, man. Yeah, and uh, well, you know our guest, man, because he helped us do a bowl season last year. He was with us. All year last year, man, Adam Green is hanging out on the podcast. This ought to be a pretty nice show when Adam Green's hanging out. Adam, what's going on, man? How are you doing today, too? It's fun. It's fun. I'm just over here sipping my Tennessee Kool-Aid, you know, uh, uh, completely. Uh, you know, the Kool-Aid man, he's busted through the door. He's, he's, he's torped the whole side of the house. And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm ready for people to mock what I say. On this yeah. podcast, yeah, Completely. man, I, you, I can't. No one else. No, it's all emotion when it comes to Tennessee at this time of year with the way they're playing. I'm a hundred percent. My brain is completely turned off. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, man. That's amazing, man. I, I, you're only like an hour from Rocky Top, Adam. That's that's amazing, man. That you're gonna. Are you gonna even be near Rocky Top for this game or what? Uh, actually, I'm gonna be. I, I I'm the beat writer for uh, the New Sentinel newspaper for our Division Two team, Carson Newman. So I'm traveling with him. So I'm just going to – I'm, I'm going to be listening on the radio and trying to follow along and just and, – and, you know, catch the highlights later and watch it when I record it on the DVR watch it later. You know, that's yeah. kind of my, my Saturday – that's my Saturday ritual at this point, you know. Nice. And yeah, we're going to be talking about this Alabama-Tennessee game. And holy cow, man. What a game that's going to be, obviously. And uh, we got a couple of Friday games to discuss here. Uh, Eric, man, you wrote up both the Duke-Louisville game and the Mississippi State-BYU game up at uh, GetMoreSports.com. Another nice job. I know you're talking about some puddles here, too, man. Duke and Louisville are going at it. And here we go. Papa John's Cardinal Stadium is the place, 7 o'clock tonight. Oh, my God, man. Who's going to stop him? How is anyone going to stop him? And where, all, where and everywhere is number 8 going to be tonight, Eric? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to 
stop Lamar Jackson all season. I really don't. They're going to be pretty pumped up back at home after a hard-fought loss there in Death Valley. Pretty tough to come away with the win there. You know, I think uh, Bravo Sweeney is like 46-9 and nine or 49-6 and six over there at home. Uh, obviously, Lamar turned it on in the second half and proved why he's going to go on to win the Heisman barring injury this year, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, Duke's going to have to watch out. <laughs> Boy, they're going to get yeah. they're going to get ran down. This Louisville is not going to be playing around tonight. No, they're not. What did you think of the weather last weekend with Duke and Army, man? Did you believe that they took the field, Eric? <laughs> yeah, I should hold that, and that NC State game. I, those are two games that should have just been held off. They pushed those games forward, and they shouldn't have. I mean, they were playing in a swamp. There were puddles on the ground everywhere. It was, it was unfortunate. I kind of throwing those two games out the window. I do think Duke is the better ball club. I think they deserve the victory. Obviously, the totals, the yardage, and all the stats, you could just suck out the window. I mean, that was a shit show. I know, man. 44, 44 passing yards, man, an absolute monster. And Adam, you have a chime on that weather, man. You're close to that, too, Adam. I mean, my God. Could you believe they played in this stuff? Uh, it was – I can't believe they didn't – a lot of teams didn't postpone. Now, I know, like, Florida and LSU, that became, like, a real problem. I think they've moved it to November 19th now, and they both lost their two prostitute games that they had schedule those two beat downs that they were going to pay teams to come smack around a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, when a hurricane is coming, I, you know, I think there was even another one following it, you know, there was uh, <laughs> maybe we pushed maybe a day. I know they don't want to interfere with the NFL on Sunday, but I think we did have a college game on Sunday. Monday was sitting right there the whole day. I mean, take a day off school. I'm guaranteed the kids wouldn't have cared. You know, and uh, play those games on Monday. I mean, what would, what would have been, what would it hurt? Yeah. Yeah. And, and safety concerns too, man. I mean, how many people, you, you can't run around in that kind of stuff. The, the injury concern was my biggest factor, man. What, what are you doing putting these kids on the field? I get that they're 18 to 22 year old kids and they're as strong as oxygen. Okay, man. Do that weather. You can't be trained for that. No, you can't train no. for that. Uh, uh, you know, that, that was my biggest disappointment in having them play those games, man. These kids are, don't deserve to be thrown out there. It's not like they're making millions of dollars and they put all these you – know, like you said, Adam, they could have moved the game ahead two days and put everybody – have everybody be safe and not have the same concerns. That's stupid. Man. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Dumb. Well, and, but, and you've uh, got, the, you know, the other concerns like security, you know, police presence. Uh, I, I mean, it seemed like they would have had better things to do than, yeah. you know, keep things together at a football game, you know, with a hurricane coming. So, you know, priorities. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Priorities. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm only like three exits away from West Point here in Poughkeepsie. And, yeah, I mean, we get to see Army games every weekend. When I turned that on, I said, oh, boss, all right, here we go. <laughs> Who's going to score? Who's going to score in this stuff today? That was that was so hard to watch. And everyone saw the NC State game, too. Oh, my God, man. Where, why was that? Yeah. Right, let's get back to Duke and Louisville. Eric, you're taking the total here. Huh? You like some points? And you think Duke's going to hang around? I, I wonder if Adam's going to going to come after you for expecting Duke to hang around this weekend. Let's see what Adam has to say. Eric, man, Duke well, is going to hang around on top of the spread, thirty-five points. Yeah, you know something unfortunate about that uh, you know, debacle in the rain with Army is a lot of the, a lot of people in the nation didn't get to really see Daniel Jones. He's a heck of a he's a heck of a quarterback over there at Duke. You know, he does it on his feet, he does it with his hands, and he's smart with the ball. And that and, that, and that's. That's kind of a big deal. I mean, he, I, I think that Duke's offense is good enough to where they're going to be able to put some points up on Louisville. 
But we know Louisville's going to, you know, I, I, it would surprise me if Louisville puts up 50 on them. But they're going to have to put up around 60 on Duke to cover that uh, that spread. And, you know, personally, I just like the Blue Devils to score enough to cover that 35-point balls that it's up to now. Boy, and look, look at the lines moving everywhere this week. I, I haven't seen lines move and totals move like they have been this week in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I think the 35, and if it scares people, they can push that up to 35 and a half. You know, I love that half point. And uh, I also <laughs> put in the article, man, there is nothing wrong with the over. I think they could have 40 at halftime. Yeah, Louisville's team total is 51 and a half, and uh, Duke's team total is only 17 and a half. And uh, Adam, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, uh, that's 35 points. That you talk about a scary ass line. That is that is frightening. <laughs> that is absolutely frightening. Because I mean, you know, I mean, what if uh, uh, Jackson gets hurt? You know, just tweaks a knee or ankle, and they're up by 17. They don't put him back in. You know what I mean? To just save him. So it's it, it's it's like a, a disaster waiting to happen. Um, you know, uh, uh, like Eric said, Duke, I mean, you know, you've got, you know, a great offensive coach there. I mean, you know, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, they go back there all the time and work out with Dave Cutcliffe and everything stuff. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot to like about Duke um, coming into this game, especially after a, uh, a bad performance last week. Uh, you know, I, I don't like that 35 points. You know, the, the, the 69 and a half. Over under, I mean, you're probably safe, but even that scares me because because like I said, there's so many variables to it. I mean, Louisville to rank number seven, you know, there's not a, a great, you know, if they, if they win, you know, a, a forty to twenty, they're not going to care. You know, that's plenty for them. So uh, you know, it's it's uh, this is this is one of those where where this I personally would just stay away from. Just watch as a fan. Yeah, a big problem I have here. Yeah, it, it is a tough game. It really is. The reason I err on the side of the over is just because I think Louisville's going to have to, from this point forward with that loss in Clemson, I think that Petrino's going to make statement after statement if Lamar stays healthy. I don't see him taking him out until midway through the fourth quarter if he's, if he's healthy. And I could see Louisville trying to run up as many points on teams as they can, knowing that, uh, you know, the road's going to go through Clemson now. But uh, that being said, you can put up some points. Louisville has a pretty stout defense, but uh, yeah. you know I just I just don't think 17. I think that's a little low for a Duke offense, especially for fourth quarter late points, junk points that aren't going to matter there. And that's kind of why pointed the you know the readers to the over. It, it's yeah. it's a pretty touchy line. You know it's up from 32, so obviously the public uh, is putting their money down on Louisville. Well, I've, everybody in the line so there's obviously think Louisville is going to be putting up all the points in this game, uh, and I don't think anyone's going to question. Yeah, I mean that's obvious, man. Um, Nobody wants man, to Duke in the upset. Nobody thinking upset. Yeah, I mean, you, I, man, that would be ballsy, Adam. I mean, you got to have no, some balls. No, it's not happening. I wouldn't do it. No, I've no, got no one stupid upset pick coming. You know that everybody's <laughs> going to laugh at, which you already know what it is. So I'll, I'll yes, just take do. one. One clown pick today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a Friday game. We'll move on and let, uh, let Eric have the glory there. Um, the Mississippi State-BYU game, obviously, Eric, you wrote that up as well. And, uh, oh, my God, man. This, this is – we know BYU has invented how to play close games, Eric. You want to play a close game? Let's play with BYU because they're going to play a close game now. You're looking at a seven-point spread and – who can BYU beat anybody by seven? Can they lose by seven? This, this seven is just sitting there for everyone to swallow up, Eric. Yeah, you know, normally I would say, well, look, down, you got SEC team coming to play. 
in Pro Bowl. Yeah. But now this yeah. is a battle-tested BYU Cougar team. We know this. They're, they're playing one of the yeah. stoutest schedules in the FBS this year. Um, they've got back to 500 with a couple of really nice victories. You know, Toledo's a pretty solid team. They, they, they found a way to win there. Uh, they definitely went in and just smacked around Michigan State, who is on a downside this year, but nevertheless, not an easy place to go and do that. And, you know, they got uh, Mississippi State, who's probably missing their quarterback more than anybody else in the SEC this year, and they're just struggling <laughs> to move the ball and put up points. And the real problem is, you know, uh, the, the defense is playing pretty good, but, uh, man, you cannot give up all those running yards like they did to Auburn last week. Not when uh, Mr. Jamal Williams is going to be, you know, carrying the ball about 35 times. Yeah. Yeah, seven point and a fifty six on this total too. I, I think a lot of people are going to be touched on that. Adam, man, what do you what do you, what do you see here happening? Because, like I mentioned, man, I, at BYU finally found a way to pull past someone last week, and it happened to be a pretty big game, no less. But uh, yeah, what, what do you see here, man? Seven point spread, Adam. Uh, you know, this is such an oddball matchup. Not just that it's on a Friday, but you yeah. generally don't see these uh, SEC teams travel out to the Midwest. I definitely don't see them against you know teams like you know BYU and. Utah and, and things of that nature. So uh, it, it's kind of an interesting – it's almost like a bowl game top scenario. So uh, that that immediately makes it, you know, you circle it. Uh, BYU, when you think of them, obviously you don't think of this power running attack they've developed. And that's not – that seems seemingly out of nowhere. But the, the, the matchup is going to be key, and I think it's going to make it low scoring. Uh, I, would, I, I, would, I would take, uh, you know, Mississippi State, you know, win or lose with that seven points. Uh, you know, I like them. I would go under. I think that uh, the offensive line at BYU versus the defensive line at Mississippi State, that's that's going to be a mo- something that they're not used to just from p- playing out there in the, in the conference they play in. I think it's going to keep the score low. BYU may win, but, I, I mean, I would say – I mean, I would go, you know, almost a 2017 top game in this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with that. I do. I do. I, I think, uh, you know, that, that total has climbed all the way to 57 and a half now. Both, mm-hmm. You know, one thing Mississippi State can, you know, kind of rest their laurels on this year is they actually have played some pretty decent defense. Now, they did get shredded last week to Auburn. And, you know, we know Auburn, when they get that, that offensive running attack going, can, you know, they were running downhill and it was going to be tough to – a tough day for Mississippi State, but they really haven't been too bad. You know, they're only giving up about 370 yards a game. We, we, you know, anybody that's been following BYU over the last few years, and we talked about it last week, Taysom Hill, it's not all that great. He really isn't. He has a tendency to turn the ball over. He makes bad decisions. And what's even more important is the coaching staff is on to it now, and that's why they're turning the ball to Jamal 35, 40 times a ball game. And, I mean, he's responding. He's – you know, he's one of the top ten running backs in the country. And uh, I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to be one of those deals where there's going to be a lot of time of possession in this game for both teams. And you're going to see a lot of four-yard gains and five-yard gains and seven-yard gains. I don't see a bunch of big plays here. I definitely agree with Adam. I think this is something around a 21-17, 24-20, something of that nature. I think that over is way too high. Let me tell you, the Mississippi State team total is 24-and-a-half. Neither one of you see them coming near that? Wow, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, especially with the half a point. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll let Adam uh, chime in on that one. You know, he's kind of the SEC guru over here. 
Yeah, it, it, it all depends. You know, it's it's that kind of odd matchup. You know, you get a lot of these, you know, I, I don't want to say West Coast because obviously Utah, you know, is not West Coast. But you get these kind of uh, uh, matchups and the athletes and the SEC a lot of times. And, and I know we're in the SEC country. We're all super biased towards the SEC and SEC athletes. But when you look at the NFL rosters and the guys that consistently make it, I mean, it, 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 it bears itself out. I mean, we talked about Dak Prescott already. I mean, he's the, the best rookie quarterback in the NFL right now. Which, if you yeah. anybody's read Get More Sports, I predicted that all year last year. I have to keep putting hey. my hand down on that. Nice. I, have keep, I have to keep slamming my fist down on the table. Every quarterback ranking I did in the preseason, Dak Prescott was the number one quarterback on my list. And it's fair it out. And, uh, but uh, when you play against that competition, when you're playing against NFL competition every week and you've got a two and three record, it, uh, it 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 shows up different when you travel out and play a BYU or you know an Arizona Arizona State teams like that. Uh, I can see them passing you know twenty four and a half uh, you know on this just because just for the, the the talent level and physicality it's still there. There's still, there's still these you know four and five star recruits that were there. You know it's whether they're being coached up correctly or not. And sometimes, you know, especially in college football, talent just shows up and plays, and that's yeah. sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, you know, <laughs> something else, too, i got to throw out there, too, is, you know, BYU has had quite the schedule this year. I think we all know this. And uh, uh, once again, the Spartans, you're talking a lot of four- and five-star talent over in Spartyville. I mean, that's just how it is every year. Um, at the same caliber as SEC teams. Really, I mean Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan. I think you could. I think they would all three of those teams, as they sit down with Fair, you know, over the last let's say decade, would fare pretty well in the SEC. Maybe over the last five years, I think the Big Ten definitely started up its game a bit. But BYU went in there and held the Spartans to 206 total yards on offense. So you know, I mean, we know that Toledo put up a bunch of points on them. It is a weird matchup. But, you know, the numbers definitely are pointing to neither of these offenses being able to impose their will. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's why I aired readers on the side of the under there. But this does have a bowl game type feel to it with two teams that don't see each other much playing in, you know, an area where it, it, it's just kind of a weird weird game. It should be fun to watch. It really should. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch when uh, Mr. Williams is, uh, goes over 1,000 yards tonight. He only needs about a buck 34, and mm-hmm. he's going to get that. He's going to get that and then some. So after after tonight, Mr. Williams is going to have over a thousand yards this season. And um, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm he's going to go against the both of you. I'm going to go against the both of you, man. I'm sorry. Fifty-six points, huh? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I do not think that these two defenses are going to be able to stop fifty-six points from happening. I, I'm sorry. I, I see this as like a 38-33 type game. I, I think there's going to be – I think they're both going to be in the 30s, and I think they're both going to hit – it's going to hit 70. How, how's that grab you? You like those apples? Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> You're supposed to be the dog guy. You're the guy that always goes to the dog. Well, hey, man, I, I throw the dogs out there, but, you know, you want to give me a total like 56 gamer. I don't – I don't. I, I feel on top of the Taysom Hill turnovers, and Williams is going to have a field day. Williams is going to go crazy. You're going to see 21 and 21, and there goes 21 again. Hey, there's 21 going mm-hmm. again. My God, that 20 is pretty good. I mean, man, I, I, I just don't think Mississippi State can stop him at all. I mean, at all. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's going to have a ton of success, man. Hill is going to have his success. He's going to have his turnovers. Yeah, special teams too here, man. We're talking about an SEC – Special teams against BYU special teams. Okay, 
you know, I think one of one of, if not both of these special teams can actually score. I I, I think we're going to see cheap points coming all over the place now. Fifty six. I'll take the over goal against both teams. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, like, we have big games to discuss here, man. It's not, high noon, Death Valley, Clemson and NC State, man. High noon. What a, another spread, Adam. I'll turn to you, start my first here, Adam. Seventeen yeah. and a half, dude, and sixty three. No respect for NC State after the monsoon they were in last weekend. Not at all. In the last, I think it's up to eighteen now, unless I'm mistaken. So we're uh, sixty-two on the, the over/under. Uh, you know, Clemson. Uh, you know, all the criticism that they face, all the slow starts, and you know, Deshaun Watson's not playing like he was last year. All that's over with now. Everybody's completely back on the Deshaun Watson train. Which, and, yeah. and I'm putting my Dak Prescott. You know, prediction out there right now. I mean, and I'm, I reserve the right to change my mind. You know, as I complete, you know, look at the film and prepare for the draft. But right now, Deshaun Watson's my number one quarterback that should be coming out in the draft this year. Uh, and he's he's picking up at the right time. I mean, this one, 18 points. I'm comfortable with that. 62. I'm definitely comfortable with that. I Clemson all the way. Yeah. So no doubt, can't. Lose. We know they can't lose. I don't think anyone's going to expect any time. There's not going to be any upset here, but uh, no chance. Man, NC State defense can't. I mean, uh, uh, let's talk about this total, Adam. Because 62 is kind of high here a little bit, and I think these two defenses are all right. Um, uh, do you not mm-hmm. see the 62 is a little high? Well, I mean, you know, like I said, if you know, you're going to a 42 20 top score. I, I, oh, man. I mean, I see Deshaun. Well, I see Clemson putting up, you know, 45, 48 in this one. No problem. Yeah. And if, especially garbage time, if they do it early, that's that's when you really get your over. You know, if it's like 42 to 13 in the third quarter, Clemson calls off the dogs, and then uh, uh, NC State starts, you know, able to pile up some yardage. And I, I wouldn't be afraid of either one. I mean, like I said, who knows, NC State – Maybe they show up, make a game of it, and then then you're covering the 16 no problem. Yeah, yeah, Eric, go ahead, man. Yeah, you know I think NC State defense is underrated this year. I really do. Yeah. We know last year they, we know we know last year they were a pretty good unit, and Clemson had their way with them. But uh, you know, I I just I really honestly think that North Carolina State they scored. 30 points in almost every single game that they stepped on the field, except for that, you know, ridiculous debacle again with Army last week. So I, I do think oh, Carolina yeah. State's going to find a way to get some points on the board. I realize Clemson's stout. I think they are going to be able to score enough. I like them to cover the 17 and a half. I guess it's up to 18 now. And, you know, I really don't have a problem with that 62 over. I, I think it's one of these deals where both defenses, North Carolina State especially, is – is underrated. I mean, everybody knows that Clemson's defense goes to the table. But, uh, you know, last year, I think they played to the tune of almost 80-some points. 62 might just not be enough. I think Carolina State's going to find a way to get some points on the board. But you know me and these half points, I'm thinking dog. I'm thinking a little letdown game for Clemson here. They have uh-huh. been on a roll lately. They got the train rolling. I definitely think uh, we're going to probably end up seeing them in the college football playoffs in the final game. I think they're probably on a mission, but, uh, you know, all they got to do is win here. I'm going to take a little bit of a letdown game, and I'm going to take uh, the Wolfpack to cover the 17 and a half, and I'll air with Adam on that one, and I like the over 62. 
Wow, you know, that, that, what about Clemson having two weeks off, man? They're going to have a week off after this to prepare for Florida State their next game. So I, that's kind of nice, too, man. I, they could go and give it all out this weekend, knowing that, you know what, we're going to have two weeks to kind of prepare for Florida State. I, that's kind of nice for Clemson to have a bye next week. I, that, that certainly favors them, too. I get, Go give it. I Give it all you got today, kids. <laughs> you know, it's not like you got to prepare for another game in five, six days. You just you can time here and just go out and kill it, so. Man, that is, that is tough, Eric, because we all know about the monsoon with Notre Dame and uh, <laughs> NC State last week. Oh, my God. That was horrible. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, I, you know, I, it's Clemson. Adam, let's talk about that, man, because is Clemson just going to keep rolling? I guess that Sean Watson is going to be the biggest NFL guy. Oh, no doubt about it, man. He's going to be at least the top two or three quarterback taken for sure. So, but yeah. is it enough to kind of – Roll Clemson through the rest of the year like this? I mean, undefeated, undefeated for Clemson. What do you got for them? All the way? I, I, I don't. I don't see anybody that can beat them. I mean, frankly, if, uh, I, I mean, it, it would have to be, you know, an Alabama, and they wouldn't meet them obviously until the playoffs. Uh, and really, they've just. It's it's funny to talk about Clemson because if you look at the roster, uh, top to bottom, they're not as good as they were last year. You know, obviously, you lost a lot of talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball to NFL. I mean, you know, I don't know, five or six starters off that squad. Uh, and, and, and just like uh, Eric said, that, that opens the defense up, because not because guys aren't talented, because they don't have the experience, you know, to give up big plays, to take chances. Um, but the offense, um, you've you got all of your offensive guys back. And, and like I said, Deshaun Watson, to me, head and shoulders about everybody else. A lot of the other uh, drafts, people are, are, are talking. I'm already seeing those Deshaun Kaiser talk. That's insane to me. Deshaun Watson, he's the best quarterback. He should be the number one pick. And really, from from my observances right now, and like I said, I don't usually, you know, really dive into the draft until, you know, in the middle of November and kind of, you know, start, start scouting these guys up. Uh, I don't really see another first-round quarterback in this draft to me. You know, not wow. Deshaun Kaiser, not Chad Kelly. Uh, and not that they're not good players, not that they won't get picked. And but uh, Deshaun Watson, he looks like the number one pick, and he looks like the only quarterback that I would consider taking in the first round out of this class. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I, I think Clemson's gonna. I, I don't think Clemson's gonna struggle to move the ball too much. You know, another reason the wide air again on the side of North Carolina State is the quarterback play on the other side of the ball. You know, this, this transfer from Boise State, and, you know, Boise State's been a lot tougher club than people were getting credit for over the last decade. I mean, we all know this. Ryan Finley's came over there. You know, he's got over 1,000 yards. He's got nine touchdowns. But what's so impressive is, and I haven't seen this on any stat of any game I've written up yet, he hasn't thrown a pick all year. Huh. You want to you want to keep yourself in a game in a hostile environment in Death Valley especially. It's pretty nice knowing you have a quarterback that's making the right decisions with the ball. I have nine touchdowns, no picks. That's pretty impressive to me. What's the score of this game, Adam? What's the score of this game, man? Obviously, the NC State doesn't – their seniors don't want to go out being able to say that we never beat Clemson, man, because obviously Clemson's beating four in a row, and all these NC State seniors are going, ah, oh, shit, we're never going to beat Clemson. So, yeah. you know, can they? You know, I get all that, man. 18 is a lot of, a lot of damn points, man. I kind of, I'm kind of with Eric here a little bit because – why can't NC State hang around with this team? They obviously have a quarterback who's reliable with the football. Their defense, I think, like Eric said, too, a little underrated here. Man. They can kind of hang around, even though they've only played, you know, a couple of cupcakes in here. We know this. We can all see the schedule that they played. But, uh, man, 62-2. Uh, Adam, you, you see, I see points here. 
I, I, I think we all agree that there are going to be some points here. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, if I throw a score out, you know, 48-24, I think Clemson doubles them up. I think that those interceptions that haven't happened for NC State, they, they happen in this one. Because you're pressing, you know, you've got to score every time. Hang with this kind of basketball offense that Clemson runs. Uh, you know, like I said, I you know I see the over and I see you know I see Clemson doing 48 points, uh, and, and I like NC State to actually you know put out some stats and some points, but not enough. Well, Eric, you too. What do you got? Over. And NC State love, to hang. Yeah, I love the over and I like NC State to cover. Uh, it was 2019 oh. with a better Clemson team, in my opinion, last year. It was can't happen oh. this year. So I think if uh, North Carolina State can stick around, and you know. The other thing is, I also like is if Clemson does jump out to a you know a three touchdown lead, you know we're talking three touchdowns now, even a twenty four point lead, some a jump touchdown in the fourth quarter is going to cover that game seventeen and a half. And Absolutely, then, that's that's where that's where the over comes into play, and uh, that's definitely uh, the worry on that point spread. Because yeah, when, you know Clemson calls off the dogs. And you know, uh, our uh, you know, NC State has you know twelve, fifteen minutes with their first team against uh, Clemson's second and third team. Yeah, hmm. yeah. There's just NC too many State variables that, that that are going in the dog's favor there. And you know, if you're not thinking dog, you're not thinking. So I I, I definitely mm-hmm. uh, thinking dog here. But uh, I have no, I wouldn't argue with anybody with the sixty-two on the over. I do think both teams have pretty yeah. decent defenses. Obviously, Clemson's is better, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't think 62 is going to be enough. Clemson's offense just goes and goes and goes. So mm. those those are the two. I, those are the picks for the for the listeners out there that that I like the Hunt picks. NC State getting ten that first half is kind of. Mm. But all right, we'll move on. <laughs> and we're moving on to a game where everyone Adams even talked about. It. We already talked about Rocky Top, and it's time. Oh, that's boy. it. Adam, man. Oh, man. Uh, the, uh, the Alabama and Tennessee. <laughs> well, the, all right, man. We all know that Tennessee is 0-9 against Mr. Saban. They've never been able to come close to beating this man. Uh, Tennessee hasn't beat number one team since 1995, man. Jalen Hurd being back, Adam, that's going to be huge for this team, man, because without him, I don't think they would have even had a remote shot. So at least getting him back with a couple of weeks off to recover from the injury is going to help them. But, oh, man, I, I, Adam, you're about to get so friggin' bald, I can't even believe I'm going to let you even take the mic. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> you're going to just fire me from the college football podcast. From the <laughs> the, uh, this game, uh, when you look at, at, at the recent history especially, has been shockingly close. I'm not even, I don't even remember the last time Alabama uh, would have covered in this one, it, it had to have been a little while. I mean, it's come down. I mean, let's. Just, I'm, I'm going to look at the last last year, 1914. Uh, yep. Two years ago, 34 to 20. I'm not sure what the spread was in that game, but Alabama was number four, so probably about you know, 15, 16. It was 20. It was 20. They covered. Yeah. So the uh, uh, you know you've got a couple of, of big ones in there before that, but then you know back when you know Lane Kiffin was the coach of Tennessee, you got a 12-10 Alabama win. So, you know, this one, like I said, especially over the last couple of years with Bush Jones at, at Tennessee has been close. Uh, I think there's just – there's a magic in this Tennessee team where, you you, you know, you kind of throw out the records, throw out the stats. If you watch that Tennessee A&M game last week, uh, you, God. Tennessee never believed they were going to lose until they lost. 
And the reason I didn't believe it was because it just happened over and over again. You know, yeah. from the Hail Mary against Georgia to the way they came back against Florida to coming back in the game against Texas A&M. They're down, what, 24 to 3, and they come back and tie the game in regulation. And you talk about Jalen Hurd missing that game. And Alvin Kamara had a fantastic game. Uh, I think he did. $160, $60, 160 yards receiving, had over 100 yards rushing. But if Hurd is in that game, I think they go for it on fourth down in that overtime at fourth and one, uh-huh. punch it in and win that game and come into this game 6-0. and oh. And it's just because Kamara's not that kind of back. He's obviously, you know, a scat back, shifty guy, uh, not a power guy. That uh, makes a difference. This uh, Tennessee is up for this game. It's at Rocky Top. And I not only do I think Tennessee will beat the spread, I think Tennessee upsets Alabama, knocks them out of the playoff picture for at least a few weeks till they climb back in it by the end of the year. And oh my God! Is what I'm saying. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> wow! God! Wow! Twenty-four to twenty, Tennessee. Oh my God! <laughs> what? I'm a believer. The Kool-Aid man has busted in here. Points. I'm drinking it as we speak. Forty-four well, points. <laughs> I'll tell you what. 24-20 Tennessee. Ah, I'm saying it. Next week, you'll have me on it next week either to make fun of me or just praise what I've had here. One or the other. I, I really like the cover there. I really think Tennessee is probably going to outplay them in the second half like they do every team that they play. But I do not see any way that Alabama <laughs> only scores 20 points in this game. Tennessee turns the ball over way too much. Alabama has nine touchdowns with that defensive squad on the field this year. Nine. Nine touchdowns. And we both know that the most underachieving unit in the SEC this year has been that defensive line for Tennessee. They have been getting gouged for yards. Runs Mm -hmm. after runs after runs. And Alabama just runs downhill. I actually see a higher scoring game, a much higher scoring game. But I do see Tennessee – I think you kind of have a magic about them this year, and it would not surprise me at all if this game comes down to the last five minutes once again. I would I would not have a problem. And I put in the article, why even Fred over, you know, trying to pick against a double-digit home dog, especially a team that's got a little magic going to them this year. I, I think there's going to be a heck of a lot more points than what Adam's putting up. But I, I, I do think Tennessee – is going to give Alabama all they can handle. 20 points, Adam. That's it. 20 I'm, points. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm off the cliff. I mean, Toots is the wow. cat. is in the driver's wow. seat, and he's taking me with him. Like the old <laughs> SNL skit. Barring, barring any at the major, bottom of the ravine. Oh, my God, man. Barring any major injury, obviously, that could affect something like this, Adam. Because I'll, I'll walk to Tennessee in a Tennessee thong that they held by Alabama. The 20 points this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, now you put that up. Now, see, you're, you're, you're set the stage to, to really not gonna have, have to do all this. There's no way Tennessee is going to stop Alabama from putting up 45 points this weekend. No way. I wonder if Maven, no. Maven Reeves is questionable, too. That, that'll be a big addition mm-hmm. to that defense if they can get him back on the field. I still don't think it's going to matter. I, 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 you know, I think Alabama's going to get the majority of their points in the first half of this game. That, that's what scares me the most. It's it's just been a reoccurring thing for the volunteers. Fall behind. Yeah, yeah. 
come back. I mean, I think they wake up, and it's like they take smelling salts after they get the shit knocked out of them, and then all of a sudden, boy, they're a whole different team. Well, you know, I have a suggestion for Alabama, maybe to try it, keep Tennessee out of it in the second half. Let Tennessee go up about 21 points in the first half and see what happens. We'll see if they shut it down and and, and just try to cruise to the end uh, instead of going for these kind of heart-wrenching finishes. But, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm completely. I'm, 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 you know, put me under the under the the house. I'm completely done, you know, with that. Uh, uh, I'm going completely nuts on this one. I expect a close and a surprisingly low scoring game. Yeah, wow. I'll I'll say 38, 31. I'll say 38, 31. Right. That's yeah, about right. Uh, you got. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm over here in Kool Town. <laughs> We're lining up. We're not. We've lost it. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to have plenty of success moving the ball now. I don't think Alabama's defense is going to just stymie them, but uh, the same token, man. And I haven't heard back. We, we haven't discussed too much about that. What a, what a huge addition that this team certainly needs right now. You know, that that, that the Georgia comeback from the maniacism of that game might not even happen if he was there. And last week might not have happened with that loss even all the time. Man, having him back is huge. I think Alabama's going to be like, oh, my God, that kid is not just back from injury. He can really move. <laughs> so, man, I, I think I think Tennessee, I think they're both going to have pretty good success moving the ball, man, 24-20 out of my That's what I'm going with. Guys, next week, you guys might be thinking, he's a genius. Man. <laughs> Thank God we had him on. Man. Tennessee gone from New York to Tennessee to Nashville. <laughs> 57 and a half. Fifty-seven and a half. I, well, you know, I, wow. Yeah, Maybe Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee's going to need to keep a low scoring like that if they're going to win this game. I really think. I just, I, man, you know, you picked the hell of a game for uh, Tennessee's defensive line to finally decide to start playing football. Oh, they, they better, man. They better. All right, big game. Another uh, the, the biggest game. I mean, where is ESPN game day, and where is Mr. Corso going to be wearing a hell headgear this weekend? Be doing it. Oh, he's putting, he's putting the elephant head on, no question. Like I said, I mean, I know I'm 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 completely off the deep end. Mate. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where you know you just it's just there's so much fun to watch, there's so much fun to follow this year, uh, and it, it just you just feel like it's just going to happen. And like uh, uh, Eric said, you know, the, the one of the reasons for the score is for Tennessee to win this one. It's going to have to be that kind of game, low scoring, yeah. you know, kind of you know punch in the mouth kind of game, and. You know, I, I I just I, I believe. You know, I believe. I believe until I see it. How's that? I know you do. I know you do, man. You gotta believe. You're from there, man. That's you're yeah. you're supporting that team. I get it, man. I know you'll have your arms on and you'll be going crazy. But that's not where game day is. Man. Game day game day's in Wisconsin, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a big one, man. I mean, Ohio State and Wisconsin, eight o'clock start. Obviously, the whole country's gonna get to see that. Oh boy, man. Here we go, Eric. Ohio State and Wisconsin. <laughs> now, I just got back from there. I came back from Wisconsin on Wednesday after being in Lambeau Field last weekend, as you both know, which was fantastic. I wish mm-hmm. I'd have stayed for this game. I, I wish I'd have known this game was going to be like three days after we left because I would have stayed for this. Are you kidding me, man? Ohio State, Wisconsin. <laughs> you man. But did you see this is the first time since 1954 that both of these two are in the top ten playing each other? I couldn't mm. believe when I saw Hall. I I, I, saw, I saw that stat and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, these two are always one of these two are always in the top ten. You'd think one of them would have joined them along the way, and I, 
that was a surprising stat to me. But uh, Eric, man, Ohio State, Wisconsin. What are you talking about here? Oh, I think there's only one word that really describes what you're talking about. It's called defense. Oh. Both, both teams have solid defensive units. They really do. I think I think the offense definitely favors uh, J.T. Barrett and Ohio State. But, again, you know, they've had their own struggles at the receiver position. But for whatever reason, the Buckeyes score a lot of points out of that position, just not a lot of yardage. I think that might end this weekend. I don't see – and being able to take advantage of Wisconsin the way they have other teams in the past, I see a really low-scoring affair here. I, I, for the likes of me, I can't figure out how Wisconsin is going to lose the ball on the Buckeyes. I really don't. Here's Horny Brook. I understand he's, you know, he really struggled last week. This is only going to be his third game. Corey Clement, the poor kid, has had to go against some of the toughest defenses in the country. He's a talented back, and once again, now he's got to face this <laughs> defense. I mean, there's just so many variables that are pointing against the Badgers here. Their defense needs to definitely step it up once again and try to keep this a low-scoring affair, which I think it will be. Yeah, what happened last time these two got together, man? (laughs) So, uh, wow, Ohio State uh, destroyed these poor people. And, uh, man, I, wow, Ohio State's rolling right now. Now, obviously, the, the win off Oklahoma, okay, not that impressive because I think we all heard all that because, Eric, what happened that day? <laughs> yeah, we heard Bob Stoops crying. Yeah, he got beat down, man. <laughs> that was a great day. Now, what do we do here, man? A ten and a half is a big spread, Adam. This is a big game, yeah. Adam. Like, what, ten and a half? Like, a Wisconsin doesn't belong here at home, no less. With their crowd behind them, can't they don't belong on the same field with Ohio State, huh? I, you know, it's tough to it's tough to say. I I like Ohio State, and, and I'm kind of, um, and I, you know, I'm not sure what you're going to go with, but from the sound of it, you know, you're talking about a uh, a big win, and I like. It. I mean, was it ten and a half? I think it's eleven, maybe forty four points. Uh, I think Urban Myers wanting to put a beat down on. Them. I think he's going to. I think a lot of people. Look at JT Barrett's passing performance last week, and maybe shake their head at that. But I guarantee that Ohio State over Meyer—they don't care if that rushing yards was way up. They won the game. They don't care how they get the yards. They just care if they get them. Uh, Urban Meyer—I don't know if anybody's ever described any of his offenses he's ever put on the field as beautiful <laughs> or pretty effective. Maybe and I think if they can—I mean, if they can put you know, uh, uh, you know, forty-two seventeen top game together, they're going to do it. I like Ohio State, and I like them. To cover that ten and a half. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the turnovers definitely are in their favor. I mean, you know, they already created thirteen turnovers this year. Cornybrook really struggled last week. I mean, he was serving yeah. up three interceptions. Boy, they, you know, yeah. he better be really careful with the football. This game could get out of control real quick. I don't think so, man. I don't think this is going to get out of control, man. I don't. I don't see why you guys don't think of Ohio State. I, I know Eric. You haven't come out and said that you would think Ohio State's uh-huh. going to cover this spread. But obviously, obviously, Adam, you're thinking Ohio State's going to walk away with this pretty handily. Are you? I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, a first half. They're only favored by a touchdown in the first half. I imagine you think Ohio State's going to have a touchdown lead going to the locker room at the worst here. So maybe that yeah, wouldn't probably. be the worst. Yeah, that might not be the worst bet to put up. But yeah, it's only six and a half for Ohio State first half. So I imagine a lot of people are going to be thinking that Ohio State's going to have a nice halftime lead here. But I don't know, man. Wisconsin, you know, 
they've already beaten two top ten teams. We, we know this. They're going for their third this weekend. That's been talked about a lot. Cool. Well, I, I'm not about to start disrespecting Wisconsin right now. I, I'm sorry. Man. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like what they're doing. Uh, that defense, they, when you play defense like that, you can, you can pretty much eliminate the quarterback. Who else, who else is going to beat you? Who else in Ohio State is going to beat you this weekend, man? Because I don't think J.T. Barrett is going to be the guy that beats Wisconsin this weekend. It's going to have to be someone else. Because Wisconsin knows who J.T. Barrett is, man. Uh, I, if they're stupid enough to let him beat them, well, then that's on coach, man, and he just messed up. I, I don't think with Wisconsin – I think Wisconsin is going to be better prepared for Ohio State than people think, man. I, I, I'm going to take Wisconsin to cover this 10.5. Uh, man, <laughs> uh, 31-21? Uh, okay. You know, I, I, I would not be – all disappointed by a 31-21 score here. Adam, no? Well, you know, you look at their last three games, I mean, it, all Ohio State wins, but, I, I mean, it, uh, and I'm not, you know, I don't remember all the lines, but you've got 2013 was 31-24, so that's seven points. The 21-14, year before that, seven, and then 33-29, four points. So, I mean, it's a safe bet for sure. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, you know, if, you know history uh, says anything, it's just, it's just I'm kind of feeling, you know, we're hitting that time of the year, heading towards Halloween, where, where everybody starts to separate. You know, all the, the early season storylines go away, all the Cinderella shoes, you know, crack and break, and you know the the the, the uh, wheat separates from the chaff. And not saying that Wisconsin's chaff by any means, but I think this Ohio State team is looks like a Final Four team to me, and I think they're going to play like that Saturday. All right, Eric, what's your final prediction for this game? Well, you know, I kind of agree with a, with a bit of both of you there. I really do. I, I think Ohio State is the better ball club. I think yeah. they yeah. have the potential to put more points up on the board because of such a lack of, lackadaisical offense that Wisconsin brings to the table. And I, I understand. I mean, they they got a young quarterback. You know, we know that they're going to try to run the ball and keep keep JT Barrett off the field. I think they are going to find some success with that. Maybe make some third down conversions. I see this was a really tough game. It's one of these games that I run up for get more sports that normally I would just stay away from. You know, I'm always there on the side of the dogs here. I really don't have a problem with the ten and a half uh, for the cover. I I wouldn't have a problem whatsoever with Ohio State at halftime by a touchdown. I just really see this game being an old-fashioned slobber knocker. I kind of agree with Adam there. I see something maybe 23 to 17, maybe 24 to 20. Yeah, I just see a low-scoring affair. I think they're really going to, with the way Hornybrook played last week, I think they're going to be pretty timid about letting him really open up the playbook and throw the ball around with that Ohio State defense. I can see him running the ball on the field position game. I think their defense mm-hmm. is good enough to keep Ohio State, who who isn't talented in all the positions. They not that they don't have the talent; it's just they're younger now. I can see Michigan's a hell of a team. I think we all agree that uh, you know they probably are for real cheer. You know, Wisconsin helped them to 14 points. I just see a real low scoring affair, and I recommended the under 44 to the to the readers, but. Uh, I could see Ohio State pulling this one out by over ten and a half. So I think that uh, I think that cover at halftime would be the safer bet. And you know, a double-digit home dog, and it's Wisconsin again. I, it was just too much for me. I'm just gonna, you know, I had to throw a pick on the board. So I'm gonna go with the stats, and I'm gonna say the defenses are gonna show up when they need to, and uh, it's gonna be a low-scoring affair. 
You never know, man. Let me let me let me get through this, and then I'll let Adam throw out his um, Nevada first half. I've been talking about Nevada first half all year, Eric. I'm taking Nevada first half. We're getting a half point at first half. Uh, Nevada comes out of the gate and plays football. I'm hoping they do it again this weekend. Uh, San Jose. We talked about San Jose State, Eric. Horrible, terrible. Texas State, Louisiana Monroe, 66, huh? Eric, we have our junk line setter. Moment of the week. I'm going to put 66 on the board. Yeah, okay, man. You put, your, you put your 66 on the board. You bang that over all day. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Texas State let that 14-point lead go away last week, and obviously they gave up 41 points before they rebounded. And now you want to put 66 up there? Yeah, okay, man. Uh, Georgia State and Troy, man, 54, huh? 54. 54? Yep. All day and two ways from Sunday. I will take that over 54 and that 17 for Georgia State to cover that as well. That was a You see, I had a whole bunch of honorable mentions, man. So, Eric, I mean, Adam, <laughs> give, me, give me yours, man. <laughs> well, you already know upset. I mean, it's it's Tennessee and the under. They're both. <laughs> Both you guys completely disagree, so that I'm, I'm hanging my head on that. The other game, a couple of games, I think you mentioned Wake Forest at Florida State. Uh, you got a 21 and a half spread on a Wake Forest team that, that can put 30 points pretty much on anybody, and uh, a Florida State team that uh, and it's, it's a 53, I think, still over under. I like uh, I don't like the spread. I think it's going to be closer than that, 21 and a half, and uh, I think the over. I, I don't think Wake Forest is going to win. But I think you're looking at, you know, a 45, you know, 30-style game with these two. Yeah. So that's one of mine. The other one, Kansas State, Oklahoma. You got a 14 points uh, for Oklahoma, 58-and-a-half. Oklahoma, a uh, big disappointment this year. Baker Mayfield completely his Heisman campaign that he was supposed to be a coronation. It didn't – and not only has it not happened, it's, he's I don't even know if he's in the conversation anymore, seriously, yeah. for that. Uh, and this is exactly the kind of game that Oklahoma is going to want to uh, get some revenge, try to put up some big stats, you know, kind of kind of uh, uh, make up for how how bad the season's gone so far. Uh, so I I like the 14 points. I think they'll beat them by more than that. And I definitely like. Excuse me. And if they can score 58 on their own, they will. They're going to want to beat. And Kent State can score points too. They can do things, but but Oklahoma. I mean, they're just playing out the stretch right now, you know, trying to land on, like, you know, at least a New Year's Day bowl game, something kind of featured. Uh, this has been a big disappointment season, and anybody they can just put a beat down on, they're going to. So I, I like Oklahoma in that one. Those are my three. Nice. Go ahead, man. Well, the three that I that kind of really stick out to me, um, you know, obviously there's a few games you mentioned that I really like. I mean, I but uh, something I like is Southern Miss on a bounce-back weekend. Uh, you know, their defense really didn't play up the par last week. They got smacked around by, obviously, a team you like this week. And uh, I think Southern Miss has got a lot of talent over there. I think they could put some points up on the board. And LSU is in complete disarray right now. Their coach is gone. They haven't showed any talent on the offensive side of the ball. Southern Miss's defense is better than they played. You're going to give me 25 and a half points. I'm going to take that. Um, I I can't believe for the likes of me how the UCLA Washington State game is a 52 and a half. Rosen is going to play, but just because yeah. Washington State shut down Stanford last week, I mean Stanford is truly a one man show over there, and we know Mr. Leach and what he's going to do. 
Yeah, they're going to run 100 and some plays alone on that side of the ball. So, you know, I mean, seriously, they, they very well could have 100 plays ran. UCLA's defense is a little underrated. I get that. But, uh, you know, it's just going to be a throw fest over there. I think that's where UCLA needs to go. They can't run the ball effectively. I love that over, 52-and-a-half. I think that's just there for the taking. I think UCLA is probably not going to win that game. The eight scares me, but uh, I think that I see a real high-scoring affair there. I love that New Mexico State over with you, by the way. And I also mm-hmm. like Tulsa-Houston. Look, Houston just gave up 46 points to Navy. I understand. If you can't stop the run, maybe it's going to run points on you. But, I mean, no, Houston, Greg Ward, they just, you know, they kind of, they came out strong. They beat Oklahoma. They kind of had all the hype going with them, but I think we found that Oklahoma really isn't as good as people think they are. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that could be a reason they're going to have to have a really big game this week. I, I think Stoops is disappointed in the way the season's went so far. Tulsa, besides that one debacle that they had in Ohio State, and I mean it's Ohio State in the horseshoe. Every other game they've had no problem putting up 40 points. they got a senior-laden offense over there. Houston's defense just is not as advertised as far as I'm concerned. I think Tulsa has no defense. I think that's 70, what is it, 73 and a half, up from 71. I see that game being, you know, in the 40s and high 30s. So I really like that over it. And I like Tulsa to cover that, even if you've got to buy that 21 to 21 and a half. My outright dog beat down of the day is, I'm kind of going with you on this. Why take Nevada at halftime when Nevada is just going to beat San Jose State? I <laughs> thought San Jose State's been terrible all year. Uh, they got three and three Nevada coming in. Nevada has not been that impressive, but that kid over there that's running the show can run, he can pass. You know, I, I just really think Nevada's going to find a way to beat them by a field goal on the road. I can't believe that they're underdogs here. I looked in there; they do have some injuries, but not really at the key, you know, skilled offensive position. So that's going to be my dog upset of the of the week is Nevada. All right. So I got Southern Alabama as my dog of the week. Obviously, Adam's taking Tennessee is his big upset of the week. My God, there's some, there's some serious value there too, man. I mean, he's 13 and a half point favorite. You're getting a nice price on that, man. Obviously, Nevada's about two point under the uh, two point dog, which I can't believe they're a dog either. I guess uh, really. <laughs> so, all right, Adam, Adam, we're going to get you involved with something because Eric forgot. And I'm not letting Eric forget, man. We're having a rant of the week around here. And Eric forgot, and I'm not letting him forget, Adam. <laughs> oh, Adam, you know the name Gary Danielson? I can't I can't place it right off. Well, oh, he's boy. just an announcer. Yeah, yeah, there it goes. He's just one of the well, announcers. Did, he does uh, oh, yeah, you know, now that you got me started, please allow me to retort. Okay. So, Adam, you know, he's doing SEC games on CBS every single week. And yeah. unfortunately, because of CBS's choice of keeping this clown on the radio or on the TV every day, I have to literally watch the game on mute. All I hear is Gary Danielson saying, this is what I would do, this is what I would do, what I would do, what I would do. Well, look, he didn't do anything at any point in his career. I'm not doing nothing in the booth, and you're going to throw in burn one quick as a stable partner, huh? My God, CBS, wake up and figure out something over there. I'm tired of watching games on mute. 
And by the way, one other thing I want to mention is, you know, normally I don't get after some people, but, you know, you should have stuck around in Wisconsin for three more days. So you could go to college game day and walk up there and smack that clown that keeps putting those ridiculous freaking picks on the board. What do they call him? The bear or the whatever they call that that guy. I, I, oh, my gosh, game day. Fire him. Please. He's got the greatest show on TV right now. What is that guy doing on there? I can't wait to see. Adam, every week we just wait to see where he moves his little his little bear picks over that side of the board. We just pick against him and get paid. <laughs> We just wait. Oh, look, there, look what he took. Oh, get paid. Oh, man. That is the greatest. <laughs> All right, Adam, man, we can't thank you enough for taking the time. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. It was fun. Oh, come on. You know we had to have you on. When Eric and I, we looked over the list, we were discussing so many of these games in the South, and obviously the Tennessee game to boot. I had to call you this morning and be like, dude, you're coming on the show today. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, if you know, you had to have somebody on here to to, to pick the, the craziest pick, probably in the history yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, so uh, ballsy, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take that bullet for Tennessee. I'm here for the ball. Like, like, yeah, have you, I think everybody have you given has. your all for yeah. Tennessee today? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. You have <laughs> for sure. All right, and Eric, obviously to you, man. Good, you know, good luck this weekend. And uh, first, thanks for joining me and uh, having Adam on. It's fantastic for all of us. And uh, let's do this again, man. Let's do this again soon, Adam. Again, uh, you know, everybody out there, thanks for tuning into the Get More Sports Throwdown podcast this weekend. Eric and I are out of here, and we always leave you with the please make it rain. Take it down. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.